Hello everyone, it's your girl Jen. I hope you're doing well and I want to talk to you about what's happening on this episode of The Blatchelorettes. So as you know, we commence our Love is Blind recap this week. We're starting with episodes one and two, season two, and we did have some technical difficulties while recording this episode. As you know, Lex and I are not in the same room. We're never recording this in person. And so sometimes we're at the whims of internet connections, technology, laptop drama, you name it, we had it going on in this episode. So the audio quality in the beginning of the episode, say about for the first 29 and a half minutes, seems pretty solid. I'm a little quiet, but it can be working. And so after that, our audio crashed. We had to reload everything. And once we brought it back up, we noticed a distinct difference in audio quality for the rest of the episode going forward. So just wanted to give you that heads up so you could prepare going forward. And yeah, that's all I have for you. Let's get into it. I'm Lex, she's Jen, and we are the Blatchlorettes. On this week's episode, we're covering Love is Blind, season two, episodes one and two. So hold on to your horses, y'all, because we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> so many things. There are so many things to talk about. And I just want to start off by saying this show has 30 people on it, but we have not seen all 30 of them yet. There's just, there's some people no. who are still missing. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the drama is already there. There's some spice. There's some excitement. There's some ooh, cringe moments. We have a lot. There's a lot going on. So far, I am not disappointed by how entertaining it is. Um, a little disappointed in the diversity department-ish, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So yeah. far, it's been yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. Love is Blind. I'm sure a lot of y'all have like already binged the entire thing. Right now, there's, what, five episodes out? We're yeah, I think there's five watching. Out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of y'all have like already watched all five episodes by now. We're watching two episodes a week. I think next week, like, what, four episodes are coming out? So we'll be behind... But I know y'all love our commentary, so just keep listening to us because we're going to catch up and I bet you're going to love what we have to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> we have so many freaking thoughts. I, so. You guys watched our Instagram stories, I hope, and saw our live Twitter, what do you call it? Twitter thread, Twitter commentary. Uh, recap, Twitter commentary. Yes, there we go. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you saw that. You saw that. I just want to say Twitter is hilarious because you saw me going from, oh my God, I like these person until two minutes later being like, this person is the worst, which is how it went. It was just how it went. At first you're like, okay, this person's cool. And then like two minutes later, you can be like, ooh, like this person is not the best. They fool you. They try to fool you. They try to fool you, but they're not fooling us. They're not fooling nope, us at all. Nope. They are not fooling no. us. So let's Mm-mm. start setting the scene. If you didn't watch Love is Blind season one, you were living under a rock. It was the hot show of mm-hmm. 2020. That's really yes. what, what it was, like at the top of the it list was. there. And then it disappeared, so, never to be seen again until 2022. Right? <laughs> and so it's so funny because the original Love is Blind was filmed like in 2019, like 2018 or 2019. Yes. It had, been, it had been a whole year since filming mm-hmm. wrapped before they aired the mm-hmm. episode those couples had to hide the couples who actually got married had to hide their marriage for a whole year before 
the season came out, which is crazy. Can you imagine like you get married, you can't even tell nobody until a year after. Anyway, I thought yeah. that was really interesting. <laughs> no, it was, it was. And so the first season was in Atlanta. This season, I believe, is in Chicago. And you Chicago, can tell by all the people yes. who are actually from Chicago in mm-hmm. the, the actual episode. And so Nick and Vanessa Lachey are back to hosting. And I made a comment about this on the page that I'm so surprised that they're still together. And people were like, why are you surprised? And I was like, no, I'm surprised they're still together because I'm surprised they got together in the first place. If you do not remember, <laughs> Nick Lachey was the singer of 98 Degrees and was married to yes. Jessica Simpson back in the day. Yes. And they had a show. And then mm-hmm. Vanessa, was, what was her last name again? Ben, ben, I don't know. It doesn't Girl, matter. I have no she, idea. She was on like MTV as like a correspondent. So she did like those like MTV news and like outdoor events sort of stuff. And so it was just so random when they ended up together because you were like, 98 Degrees is not even popular. Like how the hell do they like get into contact with each other when no one even he, knows didn't he try? Anymore? Didn't he try to be like a solo artist for a little while too? Don't they I all? Think. But they all suck. I mean, they all do. That's how I, I think he has a couple popular songs because that's how he got on the map for me. Like I knew 98 Degrees, but I didn't know Nick Lachey, I think, until he started to go solo or whatever. Or maybe from Marion Jessica Simpson. That's probably why I know him, to be honest. Yeah. No, you remember Nick Lachey because he was married to Jessica Simpson and they had that funny scene where she was talking about Chicken of the Sea. Yes. Asking whether it was tuna or chicken. And he was like, girl, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, every, everybody remembers that infamous scene where it's a girl, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're still together. And so they mm-hmm. do the introduction. Of course, you see the people walking yes. down the corridors, like into the suites. Mm-hmm. And they do the introduction explaining the experiment, which we already know. You're yeah. just talking to people. You're getting to know them over right. pretty much like texting. Or These like, are know. all, yes, talk, <laughs> texting or talking. These are, it's pretty much like texting at this point because you can't them, <laughs> like, you can't really do anything. That's true. You can say risky ass shit and they can't do anything. But yeah, pretty much we're getting this. So we're getting this intro to all these people. And I'm watching. I'm like, oh my God, there are so many diverse people. It's really diverse people ethnicity wise and size wise. A little bit age wise too. They're mostly people in like late 30s to early 30s to late 20s to early 30s, which is refreshing because Bachelor Nation focuses more on like the early 20s most of the time. So it's refreshing to see people who are like really serious about like finding a relationship and they all talk about how they're so concerned about not being judged for what they look like and it's dating so hard because they feel like everybody judges each other based on what they look like. And so they're looking forward to a process where they don't have to worry about what they look like. And I'm like, you know what? That's great. Get some diverse people, get them to date, get them to not worry about what they look like. But then they go they go and focus on mostly white people. I'm like, oh again. Again. Like it's from early on, you could absolutely tell who they were gonna be focusing on. So Mm -hmm. the plus size women that we have in the house that we see are Hope and Chastity. Chastity is a black woman, Hope is a white woman. There is Mm -hmm. Hasib, who is brown. I think he he seems Middle Eastern in ethnicity. So he's, you know, more on my type, like kind of comfy. Like it's cuffing season right now. You need to get yourself a bear for the winter. Hasib is that bear, <laughs> right? That's who you'd really be going for. And if you want a muscular bear, you're going for Jared, who is more built football. Yes. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like heavier thick. set, but more muscles. Thick. Yes. Thick like mm-hmm. porridge. Yes. <laughs> Everybody else is skinny yeah. for the most part. Pretty much. Pretty people. much. Yeah, pretty much everyone's skinny enough to where you would look at them and be like, oh, they're normal size. Or they're, I don't want to say normal size. Sorry, that's terrible. Not normal size. But look, but skinny Average enough. Size. 
Yes, so where you're yeah. like, okay, yeah, this average size. Like nobody would make a comment. So Nick and Vanessa meet with the men and the women separately. They talk about being stereotyped. Like Natalie speaks up. Natalie is um, a 29-year-old. I don't know what exactly her ethnicity is, but she's an Asian woman. And she talks about being stereotyped as like the typical Asian woman who's like docile, quiet, just goes with the flow. And she's like so unlike that. And I was like, you know what? I get that. I get why there's that disconnect. And then this blonde girl, Kara, speaks up. She's like, yeah, people judge me. I'm like, girl, we don't care about you. Listen, (laughs) because here's the thing. We don't care about Kara because she's talking about People think that she's blonde with big boobs and that means she's only good for a fun time and not anything serious. And listen, I absolutely understand her struggles because as someone who is quote unquote conventionally attractive with big boobs, people are always looking at me like, okay, so like you're DTF, right? Right. As opposed to being like this is girlfriend material. So I totally understand Mm -hmm. that perspective. But when a woman of color is talking about the racialized and xenophobic stereotypes of her not Mm -hmm. being able to find love, Talking about the fact that you're pretty with big tits is not the way to go. Exactly. The only thing you need to do is be quiet. So I was like, girl, whatever. So the pods open up. Right off the bat, we're introduced to Ayana, who's already my favorite. She's 27. She's really funny. She says she looks like a boy. So she doesn't like being judged off of her looks because she's short. She's skinny. She doesn't have the biggest boobs. She doesn't have the biggest butt. She says she looks like a 13-year-old boy. I thought she was hilarious. So we hear a little bit about her story as she talks to Jarrett, who is what we said, the thick, thick, thickums footballer. (laughs) They seem to have a good connection. She tells her story about how her mom gave her up at nine. She got kicked out at 18. And so they have that little bond. I'm like, oh, look at this cute little black couple. (laughs) Let me see. A couple of other people making connections. We're already starting to see a little bit of triangle. There's Ayana and Jarrett. And then Jarrett talks to Mallory, who is a Latina from Chicago. Mallory talks to this guy named Salvador, who I fall in love with a little bit. (laughs) And they have this connection about loving their family. They speak Spanish. Like, he's the middle child. Oh, girl, yes. Have you heard his voice? Oh my ha- god! He's the one that's the opera singer, the one who's been trained in. Is opera. he an opera singer? Maybe. I th- yeah, I think it's I think it's him. So that just made him even Mal- harder to me. Because Mallory, <laughs> for reference, she's not fully Latina. She's half yes. Mexican, half Polish. So that's yes, important yes, because yes, she yes. actually does not really speak Spanish. Salvador is his family. Both his parents are Mexican. He lives in a very like small like Mexican area of Texas. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much in Texas used to be Mexico anyway, so it's like. Yeah, they're pretty much in Mexico. And so he speaks (laughs) Spanish like fluently and Mallory barely speaks any Spanish at all. She says like, oh, oh, poquito, like, you know, (laughs) yeah, I know what that means. That's how I that's how I tell people I speak Spanish, too. I tell them I speak Dora (laughs) speaks for Spanish. So it's like, nap. Basic Spanish. (laughs) That's that's what we see there. But we see the love square forming because Mallory is in Salvador. She's also into Jared. Yes. And Jared yes. is into Mallory. He also likes Ayana. Yes. So you already see the drama starting to brew. And it's, ooh, okay. Like, we're getting we're getting some tea. We're getting into it. We see, like, a bunch of other people. There's Kara, who is the blonde girl who talked about being blonde and big boob, who asks Shane, who is a white man, <laughs> who is into real estate. And she asks if he's attractive because he works in real estate. And she's like, do you get a lot of sales? I feel like if you get a lot of sales, you have to be attractive. And it's girl, why are you asking these questions? So we get into these things where people are clearly being like superficial, right? They're asking about attractiveness. They're asking about other things. We get to shake. Shake asks Mallory if she's Latina. 
he asks Ayana like what size she is because he likes buying clothes for girls. He tells Hope, who is the thicker white woman, like he gets along best with people who work out. And it's, oh Lord, Shake, what are you doing, sir? What he, he tells Chastity, who's 33, that he prefers dating younger women. Shake is 32, by the way. And it's just like, Shake, what are you doing? What are you, why are you here? Why are you here? <laughs> I'm already like, get this man out. The other thing that he says that's super problematic is that he judges Mm -hmm. whether or not he wants to date a woman by if she could sit on his shoulders at a music festival. Yes. And it's just, why are you doing this, Jake? Like, he's trying to do all these covert things to find out what size people are. And that's not the point of love is blind, sir. The point of love is blind is love is blind. You don't know what people look like. So he's trying to do like ask these questions where he's trying to like figure out what people look like and go from there. So finally he meets Deep T. So Sheikh is Indian. Deep T is also Indian. And Sheikh admits that all of his serious relationships have been with blonde women. And I'm like, yikes. Time to go run in Deep T. But then Deep T laughs. And she's also, yeah, I've only dated white people too. And I'm like, oh, Lord. (laughs) what is going on like where are y'all living where you only date white people come on i don't know there's some you already know it's going to be a problem right because i i have very strong feelings about people of color who only date white people like very strong feelings about that it's one thing if you're indian and you don't date indian guys specifically because of cultural upbringing that you both know they've experienced right which as we get mm-hmm. into it deep sea and shake do talk about those indian wedding expectations because there is a tradition like at the wedding where the woman touches the man's feet and that mm-hmm. could be considered derogatory in western society but not in indian society so having mm-hmm. been raised in western society i could see that not being something that you would want to do and so little things about not wanting to date people specifically from where you are from because of cultural issues with the men or women that you know who are also from that place totally different thing but to just be like oh yeah i'm just dating blondes all the time that's my type it's like girl it's no, so that's weird. a whole different it's, thing it's giving it's giving i hate my culture yes <laughs> it's giving, giving self hate color of my own skin <laughs> yes I don't like that. yeah i always look at people of color who only date white people like i give them a side eye because it's like you know it's self-hate you know, I'm going to tell the story because we have a little time. But I remember this is one guy I met in Connecticut. Not We weren't dating or anything. He was just my friend. But he was like, he only dates white women. And I was like, why do you only date white women? And he was like, oh, this girl broke my heart in high school <laughs> when we were like 14. Ever since then, I've only dated white women. I was like, Sir, do you understand how little sense that makes? One black woman broke your heart when you were 14 and you only date white women since then. I don't think that's the problem, sir. I don't think that's why, sir. I think you need to go to therapy. That's what I think. It's like people be making all the excuses in the world, I swear. Oh, gosh. I hate it. I hate everything about what you just said. It's ridiculous. But we see that Shake and Deep T are talking about this thing and it's just... I don't think they're going to like each other. At this point, I think they're going to hate each other, right? Because they're both only date blonde people. I think that they're obviously not going to even continue talking. They're just going to focus on other people because that's what makes sense. If you're not even interested in brown folk, why would you continue to talk to each other? And he also tries to covertly ask if she's fat too. And she does not take that the right way. She was like, that's a little rude. Like, was it her who said that? Was it Chastity who said that? One of them was just like, that's a little rude. Like, why would you ask that? It might have been her. I'm not even sure. But yeah, it was hella rude. It was hella rude. So I'm like, okay, they're done. (laughs) Yeah, 
Absolutely. Little Absolutely. do we know. <laughs> Little do we know. But that's for later. That's for later. And then we see Ayana talking on her ITM and then, of course, talking to the people in the house or in the, the living quarters. I keep calling it a house, but we know this is like a big fucking warehouse. <laughs> like <in the> warehouse. <laughs> yeah, so Ayana is like, definitely does not like Shake at all. Because, of course, he's asking her like how much she weighs and if she's like pretty. That's mm-hmm. very weird. She also doesn't yeah. like Shane, who they refer to later on in the episode as like Beetlejuice because his voice <laughs> is And it's yes. I hate they Shane say- because he has too many teeth, by the way. So Shane, oh. I think, has way too many teeth in his mouth. <laughs> There's something off about his face. He's not They're, attractive to me. Yes. It's all teeth. It's all teeth. Let me tell you how they got me with Shane. So we see Shane for the first time with Natalie. And Shane he admits that he likes talking to her. And he asks her like what she does. And she's like, I'm a consultant. Like, not to toot my own horn, but I love what I do. And he was like, no, I'm going to stop you right there. Toot your own horn as much as you want. Like, I'm here for it. Like, you did that. He gasses her the fuck up. And I'm like, I love this energy, right? Gas woman the fuck up. Like when a woman starts being humble, say, no, sis, you did that. You did that thing. Gas her the fuck up. So that's so I was like, oh my God, Shane's kind of cool. And then it quickly changes. It's so funny <laughs> that you took that to be a good thing because I remember the first time Shane spoke on screen was when Nick Lachey and them were talking. He gave his ITM or like he spoke up in the room at that time. And he kept on talking about how superficial dating is and the apps are and things like that. And how he goes based off of energy and vibes. And those words. Yes, he did say that. Yes. Trigger Mm -hmm. words to me. I'm just like, there is something mm-hmm. off with this dude. Aside from him looking like he has too many teeth in his mouth. There's he something looks, there's off something off with his with face, his for sure. There's something Things off don't with fit him. how they and should. And so I immediately did not trust him based on what he said in the very beginning. And so him gassing up Natalie, I was like, okay. So he gets .01 of a point for doing that. <laughs> but there's something that's not yes, sitting literally. right with me. Like, I knew right off the bat. I was like, uh-uh. My spirit never talked to that man. And I was like, something's <laughs> off with him. And Ayana doesn't like him, so clearly she's right. Like, Ayana always <laughs> Jarrett, Nick, and maybe Kyle. Those are the only right. three people right now who I was looking forward to potentially liking as well. Because mm-hmm. she didn't like Shane or Shake, and I was like, girl, you're right. But yeah, so Shane, at first, I, I liked him for gassing up Ness. I liked him for gassing up a woman of color. So he got point zero one of a point for me. And then it quickly changes, so where his ego goes through the roof. Talks about how he's great. He's giving narcissist vibes, basically. Because Natalie was like, he's her number one. And he was like, you're my number one, too. This goes straight to his head. And he's like, oh, this girl said I'm her number one. I feel great. I can do anything. I'm the best. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I regret thinking good thoughts about you. (laughs) Like, I just, I regret everything. So then we see Shane talks to Shayna. I know, hard to remember. There's a Shane and there's a Shayna. And then... Shane talks over her constantly, but then she really likes him. And I'm like, woman, are you enjoying this conversation? Like, he's talking over you consistently. Why Why do you like this man? Listen, <laughs> we find out later on exactly why she likes him. And I'm not even going to tell you why now. I want to double back to Shane for a second because here again in the ITM, she's talking about feeding off energy and Natalie's giving him all the energy that he needs. And yes. I was like, it's giving vampire it's giving. yes it definitely I'm gonna is. suck your blood until you die because yes you need her to tell you that she likes you for mm-hmm. you to feel to good. feel good yeah giving mm-hmm. energy vampire and i hate it 
But yeah, Shane keeps talking over Shayna and it's ridiculous. And then they start talking about sex and I'm like, oh, so now we're going to do the montage of sex yeah. conversation. Got oh, it. Lord. Got it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so apparently things got heated in the pods and they just mm-hmm. snicker at the camera. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little bit naughty. And then we see like Brandon and a couple other people like talking. And then we get to the mm-hmm. point where it's Trisha. And Trisha is like yes. a, a real estate agent and who keeps talking about how many IG followers she has. Yeah. So oh, she's not an influencer? I just assumed she was an influencer. Her actual job title says real estate agent or something like that. And so oh. she just kept on, keeps on talking about her IG followers. But she has a lot of guys in her DMs and all this stuff. And every man she talks to looks bored to tears. Every yeah. guy she talks to looks yes. bored to tears. And then she's shit talking all the other women. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? What is happening she, right now? Look, imagine the most out of touch white woman in existence. That's Trisha. Like she's walking around. Like, oh my God. I think all the men really like me. And all the men are just like, oh, hey, Trisha. <laughs> and she's like, how do you know it's me? Oh my God. You must really like me. No, girl. No, you are out of touch with reality, girl. Like somebody needs to go to outer space and bring you the fuck back because you need some help, girl. <laughs> it's so bad. It is so bad. But same thing so with Shane. Bad. Shane has a very recognizable voice and so does Trisha. Very mm-hmm. recognizable voices. But she keeps talking about how great she is and how all the guys want her. And she keeps telling the woman in the house that all the guys want her. And then she's talking right. about her IG followers and all this other stuff. And I'm like, sweetheart, like, what do you do? You, do you sell houses at all? Do you sell anything? Uh, what do you do girl. with your followers, your influence? Like she, it's giving out of touch. It's, it's actually giving sloppy, drunk, brunch, white woman. Like this it is. Conversation is just completely like <laughs> you're out of brunch with a bunch of white girls. Like it's just giving mimosa drunk. I don't know what's happening right now. That's exactly it. You you hit the nail on the head, Jen. It's drunk white girl at brunch. That's exactly what Trisha's vibe the entire time. I kid you not, the entire time. Like, that's what this is. So she talks about Nick and she's, I like, but Danielle, she talks about this other girl, this white girl named Danielle. And she she really likes him, but, but she can't remember Danielle's name. She's, I think her name's Dolly, Holly, blah, blah, blah. She's going on about how Nick, like this girl named Dolly, likes Nick. And so the producer's like, you mean Danielle? And she's like, no, I think it's Dolly, Holly. And then she's like, she's no competition for me. And so a producer's like, but he can't see you. And you can tell for a sec, she does like a double take for just a second. Oh, shit. Like, how is she no competition <laughs> if you're both at the same disadvantage here, where he can't see you to judge you based on your can see. Oh, my God. And you can tell for a second, she's like, oh, for once, I can't rely on my looks. <laughs> but she's convinced that Nick really likes her more than Danielle. Anyway, cue to Nick and Danielle. <laughs> they have a really right. great conversation. <laughs> it proves immediately incorrect that Nick is absolutely right. Danielle, 1,000%. It's amazing. They have this really great conversation about family relationships and like family relationship trauma. They both come from um, homes where their parents are no longer together. And actually in Danielle's family, there is no successful partnership in her mm-hmm. family, like marriage-wise. And mm. that she has thought about that. And she actually mentions it, that she just thinks she's doomed to repeat that same situation where she mm-hmm. will never end up with someone long-term. And mm-hmm. Nick relates to that because his parents are no longer together. They broke up, I think he said when he was five or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then Danielle talks about the fact that she 
used to be overweight and she lost like about 70 pounds and how she doesn't usually tell people that and she's pretty insecure about it and nick totally validates her and even shares Mm -hmm. that yeah he was also a little chunky as a kid and nick is not like super skinny supermodel but like he's an average looking fairly attractive if you like that sort of white guy and yeah, yeah. I appreciate him. And Daniel's also gorgeous, by the way. She's a gorgeous white woman. It's not like yeah. she's ugly or anything. And right. She, it's just, it's obvious that they both have like their family stuff they're dealing with and like how their family relationships may have shaped them. And on top of mm-hmm. that, their body issues and self worth mm-hmm. issues tied to their body issues. Mm-hmm. And, and I really yeah. love that conversation. Me too, because for me, I think it says a lot. You can tell Danielle's like really insecure about like her weight and stuff like that, but you can tell she's comfortable enough with Nick to open up about it. It's not like she's like holding her cards to her chest. I think the fact that she was comfortable enough to talk about it with him for me was like, oh, they're really comfortable with each other. Like they really like each other. Like they're on a different level from everyone else. And I thought their conversation was really nice. I love them as a couple together. I think Nick is genuinely, I hate speaking nicely about white men, but I do think Nick is a genuinely nice guy. So he gets a a pass for now. So now we move on to Kyle and Shayna. If you remember Shayna, she was the one who liked Shane. So she talks to Kyle and she actually admits that she was engaged before and she called off her wedding like 40 days before the wedding because he was actually very controlling and stuff like that. So we hear more about her past when it comes to relationships and her ex and she was so close to being married and she's not. So this is a lot for her because it's the, the idea of the pods is that you come out engaged. So at the end of this, ideally, she would be engaged. And so it's the, she's confronting that again and so shit. Meanwhile, we go to Shane and Shayna where they just talk sex period <laughs> like that's like oh what are you wearing right now what are you wearing over there oh yeah, yeah. i love a fucking crop top that's so sexy i like, oh my God. like what what are you doing right i know now? and they talk about having sex outside and being adventurous and uh, and, she, and you can't keep up with me oh you can't keep up with me i'm like when we need to hear this like, like i would like to opt out of this conversation it's giving right? hook up at a bar it's giving it, it is. not romance. It sounds like they just really want to fuck each other. And then once they do that, they will have nothing to talk about. So, and I, at this point, you're like, one of you just noticed this, please. Shane's not going to notice. And Shayna, she's so lost in the sauce at this point. I'm like, girl, just wake up. This man is not serious. But no, she's head over heels. She, she dove right the fuck in. Yep, she's all for that or whatever. And then we see Shane talking to Natalie and they're having conversations about the fact that his dad died recently and like in the past year or so at the time of filming. And so he's having a hard time coping with that still. And I think he even mentions the fact that he doesn't even remember the last thing he talked to his dad about. It's just, yeah, he, he mm-hmm. his dad died unexpected. Like you don't even expect it to happen. So you don't mm-hmm. have time to catalog or make certain memories precious because mm-hmm. you don't know you're going to lose that person. And right. Natalie's of course, super empathetic. She, she's mm-hmm. all in on Shane. Like we are aware of that despite Shane being himself. She's super into that. Exactly. And I do feel like Shane shows a different side of him with her. So I could see in the beginning why she was like, okay, like I kind of like this guy, but we can see, you can see the difference. You can definitely tell the difference between when he talks to Natalie and when he talks to Shayna, like he's 
two different people, basically, which is something to watch out for. Yes. Yes. That's something huge to watch out for. So we leave Shane and Shayna and Natalie's love triangle for a little bit. Love square, I guess, if you're including Kyle. We leave that for a little bit and we go to Danielle and Nick. And Danielle and Nick are so cute. So cute. I don't know if, I don't remember this from last season, but this season the guys can send gifts to the girls through the producers or whatever. And so mm-hmm. he gets her a ring pop and it's like talking about their future so together and all this stuff. And I was like, y'all, they're going to get engaged. Like, I knew it. When you said that ring pop yeah. over, I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to get engaged. They're getting engaged immediately. Like, now. <laughs> yes, they right showed now. this little montage of all their cute little moments. And I was like, oh, bitch, they getting engaged? And he's, like, doing this little thing about how he wants to solidify things with her. And he's never felt this type of way about anyone before. And I'm like, oh, my God. So... He walks in the room and she's, I honestly forget what he said. Cause I was so, I was just watching in trance like, oh my God, I did not remember this, but I guess this is the same thing that happened with Lauren and Cameron. They got engaged at, by the end of the first episode, but by the end of this episode, I was like, wait, this is quick. Like I'm not ready. Yeah. Lauren and Cam did get engaged right away, but I think that they mm-hmm. had that really solid connection like mm-hmm. Danielle and Nick have. And I think that's part mm-hmm. of the reason why they made them get engaged at the end of the first yeah. episode. Because I don't even know if they get engaged early or if they just wait till the end of the 10 days and then everyone gets engaged at the yeah. same time. I don't know exactly. how they do that for real, but I knew that it was going to be them. If anyone was going to get engaged mm-hmm. in episode one, I knew it was going to be Daniel. Mm-hmm. And his proposal was so sweet. Don't ask me what he said because, girl, the words. I felt them in my heart and that's all that matters. Exactly. So, that's how I feel. Listen, he said his sweet words and he asked her to marry him. And she said yes, and it was just, like, the most gorgeous thing ever. Like, it was the sweetest thing in the world. And, of course, that they are supposed to meet after the engagement. Mm -hmm. So, I guess they have a couple of hours or, like, a day to get ready, and then Mm -hmm. they meet up in person for the first time. And that's when he would give her, like, the real ring in person Mm -hmm. for the engagement if he has one. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy for them. Me too. Me too. So he proposes, she says yes. And I thought this is so cute. He gave her a little gift. I forgot what the gift was, but she went back and she was like, isn't this so cute? And all the women are like, are you engaged? And she's like, yes. (laughs) I thought that was so cute because they all just like scream and hug and hug her and just like, you know, congratulate her. (laughs) What the gift was, the gift was a book for them to start their chapter. The beginning of the book is him talking about the process of Love is Blind. And the rest yes. of the book is about how they're going to continue their life and mm-hmm. their together. And I was like, yes, right. Nicholas, you're so adorable. Go white. Yes, go white, man. <laughs> One and only time I'm going to say that. So to end the episode, we had a little bit of drama. Shane walks into a pod and he hears a woman say, hey. And he's like, oh, hey, Shana, what are you wearing? And then you look and you see it's Natalie. And Natalie's sitting there, what the fuck? Because at this point, like Natalie and Shane have told each other that they're their number ones. And here Shane walking in, doesn't even know her voice, mistakes her for someone else and asks what she's wearing. And so she's just there like in shock. So she finally corrects him and she's like, this is Natalie. And he's oh. (laughs) And so he asks if she's good and she's just quiet. You can tell she's just flabbergasted. She's just like quiet and like processing everything that's happening. And then Shane proceeds to be like, Listen, if you think I'm a dick, I think that's weird. 
And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he proceeds to be the most dickish. Like, think of the most dickish white man and then think of somebody worse. That's Shane. Like, he gaslights the fuck out of her for being upset. Any other woman would be upset in this scenario. Like, you don't want the guy you have a crush on to mistake you for another girl, right? And so she's obviously upset. And then he gaslights the fuck out of her. He's like, I don't know why you're upset. Like, they get into a whole ass argument. And I'm just like, Natalie, girl, it's time to walk the fuck out. Walk out. Listen, when he started saying that, oh, if you're upset, I think that's like a a dickish thing to do. I was like, I wish that y'all were in the same room together because I hope that she would have punched you in your fucking face for saying that. Right. I genuinely hoped that she would pop you in the mouth for having the audacity to make her feel like the bad person when you called her the wrong name and then to be asking that other person what they're wearing. Like after Natalie thinks you're building this deep romantic connection to hear that you're talking about what other bitches are wearing in the pods. Exactly. Exactly. And like, kill me. That's hello. My thing is like, how are you convincing anyone that you're here for a serious relationship if you walk in the pods and the first thing you're that's out of your mouth is what are you wearing? I don't know. If even if like I get that you're there to make these connections with somebody else, but if I'm in the pods and I hear the person I like walk in and mistake my voice for someone else and ask, what are you wearing? My first thought is, oh, you're not serious. Like you are just trying to get your rocks off at this point or get your ego boosted at this point because what the fuck so she's appropriately like what the fuck and he basically like avoids all accountability and he's oh i don't really want to talk then and leaves he's like it's not worth being here anymore even though he's the one who fucked up that was the worst part because not only are you trying to make her feel bad for being rightly upset then you're like you know what i don't want to do this anymore because you're acting weird you're upset for no reason and i'm just like i wish wish," because he's i don't even want to be here anymore i'm like i wish your ass would go home i wish your ass would go home exactly but you know what he's not gonna freaking go home he's not gonna go home he's gonna sit there and get his tv time and i hate it i hate everything about it and if i didn't like shane before which i didn't i definitely hate him now so there's that yeah hate is a strong yep. word but i really 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 don't like him strongly dislike him will not ever want to be in the same room as him yes so and at this point i'm just like natalie so you're giving up right so you're giving up on him right like you have to see this guy is a walking red flag child then you gotta go to the next episode so that's episode one i don't even want to do sweet and sours for episode one because honestly shane shana and trisha that's like the whole sour and shake just all sour and even dt just all sour i don't even mostly men the only sweet part is Ayana. Like, I love Ayana. She's very mm-hmm. sweet. And I like and Nick and Danielle. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was pretty much the only sweet part of the episode for me was Nick and Danielle. So we we are in agreement, though. Ayana is a sweet part, too. So we don't even have to really do sweet and sours like that. We just know there are some dickish men and then there are some one cute guy. <laughs> one guy yeah. who is really cute. Just one. Like I said. I like Jared. I'm attracted to Jared. So Jared reminds me of Edwin Hodge. So if you don't know who Edwin Hodge is, but you watch Good Sam on CBS, he is the black guy. He's the love interest of Brooke from One Tree Hill. 
<laughs> yes, this is all just like pop culture references. He did another show recently. So if you know Aldous Hodge, oh my God, I an ass man. Oh, Aldous. yes, yes, So yes. Aldous Hodge's brother is Edwin Hodge. And oh. the brother and Jared are built similarly. So Aldous is my man, like in real life. Like I would let him crack me like a fucking glow stick on any surface he desired. I don't love him as much as I love Lenny Kravitz, but it's heading up there. It's getting up there. So Aldous Hodge is my man. But if I had, if Aldous was unavailable to me, then Edwin's a good substitute. Like different body type, but I'm into it. I just Googled yeah. him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, you see what it. I mean? Like, he and Jarrett have a very similar, like, body mm-hmm. type yes. and, like, the mm-hmm. face shape and all that. I'm into it. Just saying, Jarrett, if you do not end up with anyone, like, for real out of this process and you want to holla at your girl, I am a veils. I'm also polyamorous, which might be a deal breaker for you, but we can still get married. We'll just be doing some freaky shit. If you're down, I'm with it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, he can hit you up when he's in DC. We can do some things. <laughs> exactly. Like we can make something, we can make magic happen, baby. Whatever you want. I got you. You miss all the shots you don't take. Okay. So I'm shooting all the shots. That's true. We we do be shooting a lot of shots on this podcast. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, but I love to see it. Love to see it. So it's some men out there who are worth it. Some. <laughs> yeah. Like only from what we know about them on TV. Like not in exactly. real life. Exactly. Not in real life. No. <laughs> Except for Rodney. Rodney seems worth it in real life. I would I would do it for Rodney. Not gonna lie. Yes. The only, he's the only exception. So then we get into Love is Blind, episode two. So at the end of episode one, I was like, it was two o'clock in the morning for me, 2.15 in the morning to be precise. I was like, nah, I got to watch episode two. <laughs> so I made these notes at three o'clock in the morning. So the beginning of episode two, we get Nick and Danielle reveal. So if you remember, they get engaged in the pods without ever seeing each other. And then they finally get to the moment where they are revealed to each other. So Nick and Danielle, they're preparing to meet each other. Danielle's super insecure. She's like, what if he's not attracted to me? Like her thing is she's always super self-conscious about people like being attracted to her or not. One thing we didn't say was that her ex would make her feel like really unattractive or like she just didn't measure up to other women. So that was obviously a wound for her. So finally we get to their reveal and they see each other and she just does this little <laughs> giddy run jog to him. Oh my God. And then they hug and they kiss and they're so cute. And she's like, I was afraid. You wouldn't think I'm cute. He's like, of course I think you're cute. They sit and talk and Nick's really sweet. He said the engagement was already great. And then seeing her just made it better. And I was like, oh, they're so cute. So they, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. I love all of that. I love everything about their meeting. Like, I don't even, my note for that is just squee. Just squee. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's my note. Like, it's totally detailed. That's, yes, that's totally detailed. That's really all we need to know. <laughs> and then, so now they prepare to go on their little romantic getaway, which we don't see yet. But that's coming later. So then we got back to the pods. Ayana and Jarrett chatting. They're having like a really solid connection. This part I thought was really funny. Like Ayana admits she doesn't like kissing. And Jarrett's like, girl, what you mean you don't like kissing? So he's trying to ask all these questions. It's like, you don't like, you don't like making out. You don't like, like, how long can we kiss for? Because I love kissing. And she's like, girl, I'm like, I'm not trying to kiss all night. <laughs> It's like, oh Lord, that could be a problem in the future. I'm not going to lie. If he likes kissing and you don't like kissing, I don't know. But I do like their connection. Like you, you can tell they have a really good like friendship connection there as well as some. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that's why I, I want black love. Of course, I always want black love, but I could not get a read on how Ayana actually felt about him. It was just like, she seems to just be vibing. But then later on, of course, in the episode, we kind of learn more about her, which yes, leads which to understanding mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. at this time, I'm like, Jared seems all in on her. Mallory is like there, but like she's not the for the forerunner. Like she's not the front runner. I feel right. like Ayana mm-hmm. is the front runner, and he's mm-hmm. trying to give his all to that moment. But I could still feel her holding back a little bit. And I was just like, mm-hmm. her not liking making out is weird. It's not weird, but like it's weird. But then she's like, she don't like yeah. saliva, and I was like, okay. But for for me, for example. I do not like being kissed with tongue. That is not something that I enjoy. I do not like that. Really? And obviously, what? like in my mouth, not in my lips, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. in my mouth, I don't like being kissed with tongue. <laughs> but on my lips, you can absolutely do that. Um, <laughs> and, and so, my reason for it is related to Ayana's experience that she discusses later on. And so for mm-hmm. me, that is just one of those mm-hmm. things that like, I have to be like super comfortable with you. I have to like really be mm-hmm. vibing with you for you to mm-hmm. stick your tongue in my mouth. That's not something that I mm-hmm. enjoy on a regular day. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's gotta be like sloppy, toppy, passionate sort of shit for me to even enjoy that. And even then I reserve the right in the moment to be like, uh-uh, get it out of my mouth, get, get the worm out of my mouth. You little yeah. weirdo. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. But it's very weird. So we see that they have this thing, but Ayana's holding back. And then we see yeah. Jared Bear talk to Mal Mal, aka <laughs> Jared and Mallory. And I'm just like, oh, so this is totally different from episode one, where you could tell he was more into Ayana. And episode mm-hmm. two, like he and Mallory got nicknames for each other now. Like right? she said it in episode one. She was like, oh, does anyone call you like Jer? And he was like, no, no one does. She's like, cool, I'm going to call you Jer. But now he's Jer Bear. It's more intimate. It's more intimate. I was also like, somewhere. where is this Where is this coming from? He went from Jared to Jer Bear? Like, what? But he even admits in his ITM that he's like, Ayana and Mallory. It rotates day by day. Like, one day Mallory is on top. The next day, Ayana's on top. Like, he really doesn't know. He's just going day by day and seeing, like, who he has the better days with. And I'm like, oh, no, just choose Ayana. I want some black love, please. But I'm like, "Eh, I guess you got to go with your heart. So then Mallory talks to Salvador. And I I just love this man. He just, woo. I think he's fine as fuck, too. Anyway, (laughs) they play Never Have I Ever. And they're obviously just, like, drinking. And so that gets, you can tell, like, she's trying to make it, like, super sexual. And he's holding back, like, I'm not trying to go there. He's just, like, making little comments for her. He hasn't done a lot of stuff. She's doing never have... She's saying stuff like, never have I ever had sex in public. Never have I ever slept with someone of the same sex. And he's just, never done any of that shit. Yeah. It's so interesting. <laughs> like, the one thing they have in common is that they both have tattoos. Yeah, That's it. Like, and he and, has one tattoo, yeah. and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and both of their tattoos have to deal with family. I thought that was really cute. So her tattoo is like a family tree that's like under her boobs. 
his tattoo is like a sibling tattoo that he has between him and his four siblings, which I thought was really cute. I want to do a sibling tattoo. I've been telling my brothers we need to do a sibling tattoo. Same. My mom's two kids, my brother and sister. I've been telling them the same thing. I'm like, let's get a sibling tattoo. My sister just got her first tattoo. My brother is nah. Rona Makov himself. But I was like, anyway, whatever, loser. You're so lame. When you're ready to get tatted, like the three of us are going to have to get a tattoo that matches all of us. But it's interesting. Like I said, Mallory is like more sexually adventurous. So Mallory is more like a me. Because if you don't know me, I'm pansexual, I'm polyamorous, I'm like a whole thing. So Mallory's like, I've never had sex with someone of the same sex. And Sal's like, not me. And she's like, I have. And he was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've never had sex in public. And he's like, I have not. And she's like, oh, I definitely have. And it's like, oh, okay. That's me. And that's how it's always for me with people that I'm dating for the most part, unless they're like on the on my kink side of my interactions especially monogamous people they're usually just oh no i've never done that oh you've done that i've never done that, that even work? i've never even thought about that but when you come in like a cishet like mononormative like anti-alternative quote-unquote relationship society it's people just don't be doing the freaky shit that like no, i'll be doing be exploring like they just I don't know. I feel like especially men, especially cisgender hetero men, like they don't they they don't be sleeping with the they just don't be sleeping with men. Like they it's very toxic, you know, masculinity, like I'm not exploring. If I do that, it's gay <laughs> type of thing. But there are but. straight men who jack off with their friends. Like that was a yeah. thing that they did. And it's so interesting. Like you've never fucked a dude, but like you've jacked your dick in front of a dude, like in the same room, yes. like right across from in your the best buddy. Watching like, porn or something. They do that. Yeah. And it's so weird. I'm just like, <laughs> so you don't even get like an urge to slide your hand across, like to see what's happening right. on the other side. Like I actually think that's weirder. That. <laughs> like, yeah, it's weirder. It's like just yeah and so it doesn't mean that you're gay it just means that you've done it and also right. like, how do you know what you don't like if you don't try it exactly like, exactly how do you know what just... you like if you don't just go ahead and try it so maybe you like a little round round the you know corner hand job situation with the dude maybe you right. don't i don't know mm-hmm. and also that's just obviously not all men have penises not all women have vaginas like it's a whole thing but mm-hmm. if you identify as a heterosexual person, like the same way you're like, oh, how do you know you're really gay? I'm doing the same shit. I'm like, how do you know you're really straight? Have you tried it? That's what they mm-hmm. always say. Like when you tell them that like, you're into, you're like gay or you're lesbian or like you're bisexual. Like, oh, so either you're a whore or it's, have you tried to just be straight? I'm going to be like, have <laughs> you tried to just be gay? Have you tried People it? People said that to you? Like, how do you know you don't like it? Oh, oh yeah. God. They're just like, how do you know that you're really this way? Have you just tried? tried to be like heterosexual have you just tried to like not do it i'm gonna start telling people that like have you just tried to not suck dick i don't understand like why are you so upset i can't believe people ask that though that's such an insult like what oh no all the time and it's it's also oh so like you're bisexual oh so that means that you can't choose that means that like like, you're a whore and it's like uh i am a whore but that's a perk (laughs) 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 but that's besides the point (laughs) that's a perk i've been a whore while also being straight i decided to do both because what can i say i like variety or something i don't know (laughs) besides the point point. or i would say you know what that's not true whores get paid okay i'm out of here sucking your dick for free and that's embarrassing exactly. honestly you should You're pay not- me for this privilege <laughs>
you're not a whore you're having fun that's really that's it at the end of the day and it's yeah. I feel like people have a problem with women who just have fun with anyone who's just out here having fun it's like wait what trying to make sense of your sex life that I have no privilege to know whatsoever yeah weird asses but Salvador was not like that that's the point Sal no, was not no, like he that wasn't. he was just like oh okay all right and you could tell that he mm-hmm. was just, oh she is not what I thought she was because I right, guess you expect yeah. a typical Mexican girl if there are these illusions of not necessarily chastity but in a way of like being more reserved mm-hmm. then he's probably oh shit like she's or done like some stuff that I've be... never done yeah, or like trying to be good for the future husband. But you can tell he was trying to keep it respectful. For instance, if it was Shane, he would have been like, oh, yeah, like talking super sexual. Would you do it here? Would you do it there? Anyway, speaking of Shane, that's who we have to talk about next. <laughs> Natalie makes the worst decision of her entire life. And she tells Shane, if it's not him, there's no one else there for her. So basically, a gun is held to her head. <laughs> Like, either talk to Shane or get off the show. And while I would have gotten off the show post-haste, Natalie said no. She wants to talk to this douchebag. So he, apparently he left a rose in the room for her. So he left a rose for her. And then they're like, be all giggly. And I'm just like, ugh. And then he asks her to be his girlfriend. And... She makes the worst decision of her life, and she's, she says yes. And I'm just like, sir, what? So Natalie goes back to the women's quarters, and she's bragging to everyone. Oh, my God. Like, he asked me to his girlfriend. Like, I'm his girlfriend now. And, like, Shayna overhears, and she is not happy. Because last she heard, they got into an argument, and she was had this little sly smile. Oh, like, they're done. He's mine. So now she's not happy because she's still into shame. So Shayna talks to Shane and he reiterates he's really into her and she just needs to fight for him. And I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? Fight for who? Who is fighting for who, sir? What? Why should she fight for you? You're an asshole. I just, I can't, man. I can't. I just. Shane is the worst. He is the literal worst because it's just, he did the bare minimum. He sent her a flower and a note saying he was sorry to Natalie. That was it. And so- after pretty much letting Shayna know, oh yeah, I really want to get to know you. Yeah, sure, I'm talking to Natalie, but I really want you. And then asking Natalie to be his girlfriend. When Natalie and Shayna meet up again, he's just like trying to gaslight her. Because she's like, oh, did you yep. ask her to be your girlfriend? And he was like, oh, why does that matter? What do you mean, why does it matter? Exactly. Oh my God. Why does it matter? Like, he was just lying and like trying to manipulate things. And it was just a whole fucking mess. And so Look, that's why at the end yes. of it, I'm really glad that Shayna ended it with him. Because yeah. I was like, girl, even though you're crazy, you don't deserve that. Like you don't deserve that kind of behavior. You don't deserve someone who's jerking you around just to hear what you're wearing on a daily basis. Give something exactly. to off to. Exactly. Look, this man was a master manipulator because she confronts him about Natalie and he's he like it's like what you said. He's like, oh, I'm just here to get to know you. And this is part of the process. And why does it matter? And I'm like, so why did you ask Natalie to be your girlfriend then? What was the point of that? What was the point of that if you knew you wanted to explore things with Shayna as well? Like you could have just been honest. Being honest was yes. right there. Yes. <laughs> it was right it just, it was there. Just- it's a whole freaking mess. It's a whole mess. So she ends up like walking away and leaving it behind mm-hmm. because she's, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be talking to you if you're someone's 
boyfriend. It's different if you're all just casually talking to everyone, but she's your girlfriend, bro. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And so we go on to our next favorite toxic couple, Deeps and Abby. And I'm just like, why is D trying to make it work with this toxic ass Indian man? I don't understand it. Like it was so baffling to me, but it's not baffling because it's that cultural connection, right? Like they both have a very similar upbringing in terms of like culturally, they're both Indian, ethnically, they're both Indian. And then the fact that they both only date white people and they have like the the individual like family dynamics, you can't tell they have a lot in common. Like, I know Mm -hmm. you have a lot in common, Mm -hmm. but if you're not attracted Mm -hmm. to brown people, why the fuck are you trying to date them in the pod? He's Indian. That means he's brown. She's Indian. That means she's brown, Mm -hmm. bro. Like, she's not Mm -hmm. white. She don't got blonde hair. Mm -hmm. So I don't get the point of this, but sure. Okay. And then Deep T admits (laughs) that she lost like 70 to 80 pounds. Mm -hmm. And... That is when Shake decides to become a real human and admits that he's been vapid throughout this entire process and that Mm -hmm. he was chubby growing up and made fun of it for that. And so that is why it fucked him over to make him feel this way about gravitating towards the skinniest woman in the room and having Mm -hmm. women who are this ideal physical perfection because it can be used as a reflection of him. Okay, I can pull the hottest girl in the room. I'm not just that chubby Indian kid. And I get it. There is trauma associated with those things, especially if you are a person of color in a white country. Like that is trauma that will follow you if you do not fit the perfect standard of beauty. Mm-hmm. However, yes. you could have unpacked this in therapy, motherfucker. Like this could have been <laughs> in therapy. Exactly. This was a this was definitely a conversation for his therapist and not deep tea. But I did that he at least admitted that he was ashamed that he even asked about her weight or is trying to ask about what people's weight and what they look like. So I'm like, okay, so I feel like they probably both cooled off for a little bit and then they realize, oh shit, like we have no choice but to think about <laughs> what happened. <laughs> Cause that's what they say a lot. A lot of these people say in the pods, like they don't have a phone, they don't have a TV. All they do is talk to each other all day and then reflect on what they talk about and journal. Like they have their journals and stuff. So all they do is talk to each other, reflect on what they talked about. They don't have to cook, they don't have to clean out to do nothing. Everything's taken care of. So they have zero choice but to think about things. And so Sheikh finally comes to the realization that maybe he had more demons about his body image than he thought. And I'm like, yeah, nigga, like, you got a lot of shit to work through. Anyway, so Deep T says she likes the vulnerability. And I guess they seem to be on the same page after that conversation. So... I was like, girl, run. Yes. <laughs> I guess. She's not running. She's not even ju- she's not even walking in the opposite direction. She's no. just like Mm-mm. standing still. She's in mm-hmm. this moment riding towards the fucking volcano erupting. But sure. Shout out to y'all, I guess. Deeps and Abby. Y'all can do whatever y'all gotta do. And so mm-hmm. let's go back to our other toxic woman, Shayna. <laughs> talking to Kyle, who we know that Shayna and Kyle have a connection. They seem to be going mm-hmm. really well. And Mm -hmm. it's just, she seems to just want someone who wants her. I don't Mm -hmm. think that she genuinely likes Kyle. I think that Kyle is just the person who's expressed serious interest in her and that's what she wants. Mm -hmm. But then we find something out about both of them. Shayna Mm -hmm. is like heavily religious, like super Christian, which tracks. It's Mm -hmm. definitely the bachelor model in that way. Mm -hmm. Like it tracks. And Kyle is an atheist. Let's sink in for a second. (laughs) Like, just let it sink in. 
Shayna is, oh my God, yes. Religion is super important to me. I want someone who's into that, whatever. Da, da. And Kyle's like, my mom was Catholic. So you're thinking like, oh yeah, they're on the same page here. And then she's like, well, are you religious? And he's like, no. And she's like, wait, what? So you're <laughs> atheist? And he was like, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> it goes downhill from there. I don't know yeah. how we get to the point in their relationship after that, where it comes together, but this goes downhill. She's Girl. flabbergasted that he's an atheist. Like, she is so upset. And she's just, if you just read it, like, you would understand. And then she starts oh, making Lord. these derogatory comments. Like, she can't interact with people who, like, don't understand, who's never interacted oh, with the book. Lord. And I'm like, because mom was a Catholic. That means he knows the Bible backwards and forwards, bro. But whatever. And then, because he's explaining that the science makes more sense, et cetera. Which, if you're reading mm-hmm. the Bible, great story. But also, mm-hmm. not much room for science. And right. So- <laughs> Shayna says she does not believe in evolution. And I was like, fuck me. This is the end of the line. Me right too, here. girl. Me it. too. I wanted to tweet about it, but I'm like, you know what? There are probably a lot of people out there in the Bachelorverse who don't believe in evolution, but still, what the fuck? She does not believe in evolution. Then she tells him, I will pray for you. She told him she would fucking pray for him. And I was like, so mad. I was like, this is horrible. This is never going to work out. This is bad. And exactly. they, that ends on a bad note. Like, they're, Kyle and Shayna's relationship ends on a bad note it's oh my god Mm -hmm. she's gonna pray for him quote unquote and he's I'm an atheist girl I don't care and it's just it's just not good it's a mess (laughs) it's a mess it's a hot mess first of all let me say I'm on the exact same page of you as you where I feel like Shayna wasn't that into Kyle but because things broke down with what's his face it was like he was what's left and so she was just like all right he likes me so i'm gonna talk to him so they seemed to get along but it was like girl no this is obviously where your paths go away because you don't this is one of your values and you don't line up and if your values don't line up then what's the fucking point honestly and i just i don't i don't know i i already didn't shana that much and then she had this conversation i was like girl you sound stupid as fuck like you sound so dumb Oh, because she asked him, like, did you read, like, the whole Bible? And he's like, no, I didn't read the whole, like, I read some of it. And she's see, like, you need to read the whole thing. And I just have one question for Shayna. Have you read the whole Bible? Like, the entire thing, the Old Testament and New Testament? I find it's very rare that people actually read the entire Bible. And I am highly doubt that she read the entire Bible. Like, I highly doubt it. And I really need her to answer that question for me. Because she's judging him so harshly for not reading the entire Bible. I'm like, girl, you know how long that thing is? Like, I highly doubt you read the entire Bible too, girl. So anyway, so they, yeah, they definitely leave off on a bad note. And we're all just, what the fuck, Shayna? Oh, girl, I'm going to pray for you. For the next scene, I only have two lines. The first line goes, Shake proposes to deep tea. And the second line goes, she says yes. And I'm like, the entire time I'm watching this, wait, what? Like, when did this happen? They do the whole montage and stuff of like their relationship. And I'm like, but when did this happen? Like last we saw, he would, the wait thing had happened and then they reconcile and then bam, proposal. And I'm like, I don't know if y'all are thinking about this. Like, I really don't know if y'all are thinking this through, but okay sir okay i was not the most enthusiastic about that part what did you think jen listen i my line is shake and deeps wild almost like dating someone of the same culture can be fulfilling i said abby she calls him and the engagement is on like donkey kong 
However, it's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> However, it's a mess. Those are my two lines. Like I said, I understand why they would gravitate towards each other culturally. It just makes perfect sense from a cultural perspective. They're both Indian. They were raised in Indian culture, Indian values. So even though they've dated white people, there was probably a very slim chance of them marrying a white person. Because obviously none of those relationships have worked at this point, right? Like we don't even hear about any past engagements right. or serious romantic relationships. Mm-hmm, so they've only mm-hmm. dated blonde people. And so mm-hmm. I feel as if because they've both assimilated to American culture, there is an avenue for them to work this out. If he was not who he is. And she was not who exactly. she is. If this was exactly. any other couple who was Indian, I would be down for it. But... Okay, there is a very sweet moment that happens at the end of episode two into episode three. You don't see it until the beginning of episode three with their engagement, but they do get engaged. They're very happy with each other. I am happy for them because I love people of color getting their happiness, but I didn't know how this was going to go. I was really not sure if he was going to be attracted to her when he saw her because while I think she's pretty, if he's dating these blonde, you know, skinny white girls, she is not Mm -hmm. physically his type at all. So mm-hmm. I was concerned for her that it was going to be like another Kenny and Kelly situation because Ooh. yeah, we saw how that went. So we'll see how this goes. We, they get engaged yes. it's going well. Mm-hmm. And now let's go mm-hmm. to our favorite black romance couple out in here, Ayana and Jared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's talk about them. Like, yes. And content warning for this moment, just so you guys know, Ayana is talking about a past essay or sexual assault that happened to her when she was 17 and Mm -hmm. how she is still working through that and Mm -hmm. because they were actually talking about relationship deal breakers when this came up and for her Mm -hmm. she said that cheating is a deal breaker and he Mm -hmm. asked her if there's any trauma she was working through and that is something Mm -hmm. she admitted to that she had been essayed and that was something Mm -hmm. she was still working through and Mm -hmm. she is fine but some things can still trigger reactions from her Mm-hmm. due to yeah. what had happened to her yeah which then you realize it makes sense why she is was like had the thing about kissing and she admits she's very selective about the people that she chooses because of like her past trauma and stuff like it's harder for her to trust people and open up more and she says that mentally she's good it's just physically there are like some triggers there so i'm like okay that makes a lot of sense and jared just says i don't know if you actually said anything else but you first you just hear him say that's huge and i'm like jared that's all you're gonna say but then he admits that he almost lost his wife a year ago he was in a conversation with somebody he considered a friend and he was stabbed next you know he woke up in a hospital with tubes running out of his everywhere. So they have that moment where they share their traumas. And I'm like, there's a sweet, but damn, why do black people always got the traumatic ass stories? You know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Jeez. But, but it was nice that they were, they they felt comfortable enough to open up about like their past traumas. So Ayana admits that she thinks it's him and he does the gentlemanly thing, the noble thing, and is honest with her. And he admits he also has a connection with Mallory, so, and, which I, I gave him props for that. I'm like, you know what? At least he's not just dragging it along. Like, at least he is being open and honest and telling her the truth. Yes, yes. I genuinely appreciated that as well. Because now we're going to see what happens. So if you follow the Love is Blind account, like on Instagram, that there is a conversation 
somewhere in Mexico where Jared's talking to Mallory, asking her if she's ready to get married. And so there's no clarity as to whether or not he's the one engaged to her or if she's engaged to Sal and he's engaged to Ayana. So I guess we're going to have to see what happens going forward. But Ooh, I do like yeah. that there is a conversation had between Jared and Ayana that's sharing this trauma and being vulnerable. And then on the flip side, you see him and Mallory, like right after that, pretty much you see a scene with him and Mallory talking about them both being entrepreneurial in their mindset. And mm-hmm. I, I want to let you know something like, I'm not a hustler. Like I, I hustle out of necessity, but like, I am not a hustler. I, I am that person mm-hmm. who could be happy punching a clock eight to five every fucking day doing the bare minimum. Okay. So I only hustle because <laughs> it's what aids my interest right now. It's what's best for the community at large, which sounds narcissistic and probably is like in a different way. But like I do what I do because it's one enjoyable for me and two, it can benefit other people. But if I had the option to like somehow make this an eight to five job, I absolutely fucking would. (laughs) Eight to five or like 12 to eight or whatever hour schedule I want it to be on. If I had the opportunity Mm -hmm. to do that, I would absolutely fucking do that. That's what I would do. Like I'm okay punching a clock for a certain time period, getting my work done, but like Mallory and Jared are like hustle culture, like personified. Mm-hmm. Like she owns a house and like he's a podcast host and a barber while working his full-time job and something else. It's just like they have, they just have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And listen, I don't want to date people with a lot going on. I want you to have time for my ass. Okay. Like even as a polyamorous person, like I'm the person who's yeah. yeah, yeah. So can you have less going on so you can take care of me? Like, <laughs> how, do you spend, how do you spend time with me? How do you spend time right baby baby. (laughs) take care of me (laughs) like how do we do that i I don't mind dating someone who has a lot going on as long as they don't drag me into their shit do you i'll do me (laughs) i'm not helping you i'm not gonna i'm not gonna help you out with your business i'm not gonna make your logo i'm not gonna check on your house for you i'm not gonna go run by your barbershop real quick i'm not doing it like i'm not just leave me out of it (laughs) but mallory is that person like mallory is that girl who would do all those things and we don't see those conversations with Ayana the conversations with Ayana seem very much focused on trauma and like connection Mm -hmm. but traumatic connection like getting through all the heavy stuff and I have a note here contrast between Mallory and Ayana Aya is clearly still working through being comfortable with physical stuff Mm -hmm. while Mallory seems physically affectionate which is something that could appeal to Jer Bear I have it written as Jer Bear Uh, right and so it's it's like that where you can see the contrast and relationships that they're showing with Mallory and with Ayana and we don't know if Ayana is not a hustler on her own we don't know if she's doing whatever but they're clearly showing different sides of interactions like Mallory is she's a hustler she's the kind of she's gonna ride for you but Mm -hmm. you don't see them talk about anything serious and then with Ayana it's all serious but you don't see any Mm -hmm. like real conversation about what life is going to be like together outside of this Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's very interesting it's very interesting it is yeah it'll be interesting to see who he ends up choosing do you choose a person you have this deep connection with that you can tell your deepest darkest secrets to or do you choose a person who you can like is has the same hustler mindset as you and who you can have fun with and live a life with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so mm-hmm. wh- where does your note to the episode ends? Because I actually ended up accidentally watching the next five minutes of episode three. So I have stuff on here that you may not have. So tell me what oh. you finish out the episode. Okay. There's a couple of things. There's four more things 
before the end of the episode. So the next thing that happens is that Mallory talks to Sal the next day and they both admit that they're falling for each other, which I thought was really cute. And then he sings a song. He pulls out the ukulele and sings a song for her. I don't know if y'all watched Too Hot to Handle season three, but unlike Patrick did and it went terribly, this she he did it and it went well. I feel well, like he did a good job. Didn't Connor B also do that for Katie and it went... Oh, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> so it's one for three with pulling out the ukulele. <laughs> shout out, listen, shout out to you for doing that. Sal, remember, Sal is a trained, he studied opera in college. So Sal is a trained singer, performer. He can do this. And I like the ukulele because mm. it's like a fun instrument. So you can have mm. like romantic connections, but also silly kind of sounding stuff. Like his lyrics were silly, but true, which I liked. I liked that a lot. Yes, they were very cute. I thought his song was very cute. It was an original song. Wrote it just for her. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. And she's just like covering her face the entire time. Oh my God. So you can tell she's really torn between Sal because Sal's really sweet. Jarrett's a hustler, really fun, cool guy. So you can tell she's between those two. And the next thing that happens is that Shake and Deep Tea prepare to meet. And so when they finally see each other, like, Shake. Uh, the only thing Shake can say over and over again is holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, oh my god, holy shit. And then he grabs her ass and he can't stop kissing her. And I'm like, oh lord, okay, sir. He seems enthusiastic about seeing her. So this is the one where when they saw each other, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go, but they seemed to be into each other. People have warned me on Twitter. They're like, hold on, just wait. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so there's this thing in Indian culture where the wife touches the husband's feet when they get married. And she, Deep Tea already told Sheik, like, I'm not doing that shit. So when Sheik sees her, she he actually bends down and touches her feet. And I thought that was a cute gesture. I may take and these comments And he kisses his hand. He, he kisses his yes. hand as well. He kisses his hand touches her feet. That is a very solid gesture, especially as someone who watches a lot of Bollywood movies, okay? I know how important that is. And <laughs> I am so happy that he did that for her because if she just said, I'm not going to do that. And she actually comments on it. She's like, I can't believe that you did that. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like it would be hard to her. find. Yeah. I feel like it would be hard to find Indian men who would actually want to do that. So the fact that he did that, I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you got a pass for now. All right. What happens next? Cause I'm, I'm going to read the tidbit that I have that leads into episode three after you've done your recap, just so people oh, know okay, that okay. I watched the part. <laughs> and I haven't, I'll wait till next Monday. I'm, I'm actually really liking spacing out these episodes. Anyway, so the next thing is that Nick and Shayna chat. And Nick walks into the room and he's like pacing and he's anxious. And I'm like, hold up. Did I miss something? <laughs> and Shayna's obviously walking in there dreading talking to him. Because when we left off with Nick and Shayna, they had that conversation about religion and how important it was to them. And they did not leave off on a good note. So she's obviously nervous. He's in there pacing. She's like, how are you? He's like, I feel great. I was like, oh, shit. So Nick leaves her a gift. And in the gift, it is his mom's engagement ring. And so he proposes and she is clearly shocked. Her mouth drops open. Like she can't move. She can't say anything. Like bear in mind the last time these two talk, like they had gotten an argument. So she is rightfully shocked. And then she says, yes. I was like, girl, what the fuck? Like you said yes. And she, this is the most unenthusiastic yes that I've ever heard to a proposal ever. She's just like, yes, I'm so excited to see you. 
I'm like, girl, if you didn't want to get engaged, why you said yes? I don't know. I was not convinced that she liked, I, I was not convinced that she liked this man at all. And then she starts crying because she said she's afraid to make the wrong choice again. So we get another proposal. And so to end the episode, Shane talks about how ready he is to propose to Natalie. And I'm like, oh shit, are we getting another proposal? But he walks into the room and dun, dun, dun. It's not Natalie, it's Shayna. And the first thing out of Shayna's mouth is that she has deep feelings for him. And I was like, oh shit. So she's engaged, but she had to go back to Shane. So perfect setup for the first five minutes of episode three. <laughs> Cause I'm at this yes. point, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yes. There's so much mess happening. So I, there's only two things they really cover in the first five minutes. So I'm going to double back a little bit. We're going to talk about Abby and deeps and yeah, he's all over her. He's all over her. He's super into her. He, the, they're on the couch, a little couch that we saw Nick and Danielle sitting on. They're on the couch now and they're talking and they're really, she admits that she was like a little worried, like if he's going to be attracted to her and he's like, nah, bro, this is, this is fire. Like all of this is fire. Like I'm super into this. <laughs> and then he whispers in her ear. He says, we're going to have so much fun. Then he whispers in her ear, I'm going to get you pregnant. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, yes, I did see that. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's at the very, it's it's at the very end of, like, episode. Okay, it is not weird to me, but <laughs> I I don't want to be pregnant, but I do enjoy the act of you trying to get me pregnant. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you'd like if someone said, I'm going to try to get you pregnant, girl. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be like, oh, no, my birth control, but do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just take my pill real quick. <laughs> I'm like, Excuse me, I have an IUD, so you can't get me pregnant. However, I would like to see a valiant effort here, sir. <laughs> Keep trying. <laughs> so they, they have that conversation. Maybe just, and she's laughing and she's just like, oh my God. And I was just like, yes, Deep G, this is what you signed up for. This is exactly what you signed up for. This is the man for you. Shout out to you. So Shayna now continues to tell Shane how much she's into him and how she feels. And Shane is flabbergasted, right? Because he's like, Natalie has been nothing but 100% open with me. Shayna is the one who was obviously like holding back. And that is, he's like trying to justify it. Like she is the reason why he was coming through more sexual forward in that way, because she was holding back Mm -hmm. and she was not telling him how she felt about him. And I was like, sure. Okay, whatever. And so Shayna is like going on and on about how she is engaged to Kyle, but she just wants to be oh with God. Shane and she has feelings oh for my, him oh and all this God. stuff. And then Shane actually tells her it is too late. Oh, wow. He was just like, he's like, it's too late. I'm all in on Natalie now. Like, it, why didn't you say something before when we were building this connection? If he, if she had said to him from the, like that time there, especially with the confusion with Natalie and that drama, whatever, if she had said, mm-hmm. I am into you and I want to build something with you, he would have left Natalie in a heartbeat. And I know that for a fact, like he would have gone all in on Shada if she had been as self-assured and has been like, I definitely want to be with you as Natalie was with him. Because that's what he mm-hmm. likes. Remember, he's an energy mm-hmm. vampire. He wants to feed mm-hmm. off the energy. He's not going to mm-hmm. be with you if you're wishy-washy about him. That's not what he wants. Mm-hmm. He wants you to dote exactly. on him. So you she missed her, she missed her chance. Energy. She's crying all over the place. Shane is still super shocked. Just what the fuck is going on? I don't know what's happening here. But <laughs> okay. And then Shane proposes to Natalie. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. And I'm betting. And she, she says, says yes. yes. And oh, she says Lord. yes. 
Yeah. So they're getting the ready disaster. to meet in person now as well. And I'm just like, so Shayna's obviously like super depressed and upset about this. And I'm just mm-hmm. sitting here, girl, I don't know what the fuck is going on. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> I don't. And she's engaged. Like, even when, oh my God, I feel so bad. Because when they got engaged, you can tell he was really excited. He's like, I'm so excited to see you. She's like, I'm so excited to see you too. Oh my God. I'm like, sir, if you can't tell this woman is not enthused, like, <laughs> you're clearly not ready to be engaged to her. Like, she is not enthusiastic at all. And I just... It blows my mind that he couldn't even tell that. Like, it really does blow my mind. (laughs) Men are not smart. Listen, listen, not smart at all. And it's just, it's, you just know this mess in episode three is going to be like huge because of course we're going to see Natalie and Shane meeting in person. And I don't think Shane's going to be attracted to Natalie. I'm like speaking that into being right now. I don't think he's going to find her (laughs) hot. I don't think, I don't think he's going to cause some problems. I feel like he might assume she's white. I don't know if she ever spoke to him about her ethnicity at all. I feel like he's assuming she's white and then he's going to see her in person and be like, oh shit. So it'll be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see him actually meet. (laughs) So that happens in episode three. Oh God, I got to watch this. I got to watch this shit. Oh my God. Okay. Sweet and sours. Should we do sweet and sours for this episode? Yeah, I would say there's some sweets and there's some sours. (laughs) Okay. The sweet moment is really like watching Danielle and Nick talk after their engagement. Like that, that for Mm -hmm. me is hella sweet. My other sweet moment probably involves Jarrett's relationships with the two women, despite the mess. Mm -hmm. And you know, and so Jarrett, Mallory, Ayata, and what's his name again? Sal. They're, they're a love square. As messy as we know it's Mm going to be, it's also very sweet because you can tell Mm -hmm. there's real feelings developing between everyone. And I'm okay with that. Yes. Mm -hmm. I would definitely say my sweet moment is when Sal serenaded Mallory. I thought that was really sweet and cute and appropriate. Like it's hard to pull off the ukulele. It's hard. It's hard to pull off the serenade, but damn it. He did it. He did it, so he gets the sweet moments. Sour moments. What is your sour moment? Every time that Shayna was on the screen. Every time she was on the screen. It's her. She is my sour Mm -hmm. moment. She doesn't believe in evolution. She tried to divert Shane from Natalie after she got engaged to someone else. Like, I just, girl, what? No. I just, I know for once it's not Shane. It's Shayna. I definitely, yeah, for for me, it's that moment when she talked to Kyle. Actually, no, I'm going to say my sour moment was when she accepted Kyle's proposal. Kyle did not deserve that. <laughs> Kyle did not deserve that, girl. Why did you accept his proposal? Why are you in his life now? I just... He did not deserve that. So that's my sour moment of this these, this episode. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I think overall thoughts, Love is Blind so far? It's going good so far. I'm trying to not watch ahead so that we can like all watch together on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard mm-hmm. Time. However, <laughs> I, I, I did the poll. I did the poll on Instagram and y'all were like, whenever you post the stories or the tweets is fine. We'll just follow up with it. So I don't know if it's the same for you, Lex, where they were just, yeah, y'all can yeah. post whatever. It's fine. To be honest. So we can probably binge it and then just release episode. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the question for next episode is when we watch the next three episodes, we'll decide which episodes we're covering next week because mm-hmm. we could cover mm-hmm. two episodes. We could cover one episode. Who's to say, but you know what? Exactly. I think we should only cover episode three next week. 
just because Joe Millionaire this Thursday is having the parents come in. And I feel like we <gasps> dedicate some time on the pod to talk about Joe Millionaire. Yes, that's the one. But in our last episode, that's the only show that we didn't really talk about. So we have to talk about it. So let's talk yes. about it. Yes, yes. Let's talk about so it. Jo- we got to talk about it. We have to talk about it. And so I think if we just cover episode three of Love is Blind for next week's episode, and then we'll just spend the rest of the time talking about Joe Millionaire and where we're at up until that point. If y'all aren't watching Joe Millionaire, it's a fun show to watch. I'm not going to lie. Like every time I watch it, I'm not disappointed. There's some drama. There's some laughs. There's, it's a lot of fun stuff. It's a lot of fun stuff happening. It's really catching me. So if you're not watching and they're not paying us to promote this either, I'm just telling you this off the strength of my entertainment alone. Like if you're not yes. watching, you're looking for a cute Thursday night show, turn your brain off and watch. I highly suggest Joe Millionaire. It's fun. And also the episodes are only one hour long. So the first two episodes, of course, aired back to back as like a two hour quote unquote premiere, but everything after that is only one hour long. So it's one hour every Thursday. Mm -hmm. Obviously when Grey's Anatomy comes back, I will not be watching Joe Millionaire live. Don't even attempt to (laughs) make me do it. It's not happening. So we have to hope Joe Millionaire is over by then. But if it's not, if it's not, but yeah, no, it's a really fun show. It's cool to watch. I definitely mm-hmm. think that y'all should be spending some more time watching Joe Millie. I am, I'm very into it. Lex loves it. I love it. Like it's, it's going to be great. And there's a new show that Lex showed me courtship, I think on NBC. It's oh my God. Oh my God. Jen, when I tell you, I screamed when I saw that, I was like, no, no way. So if you haven't seen the promo, it's called the courtship. And it's about courting in the, I can't, I don't want to say it's a Victorian era, but it's obvious if you're into like romance novels, historical, if you're into historical romance, like Bridgerton, it's set in that sort of time period. So there's this woman, black woman, who is being courted by all these different men. And they, she stays in this wonderful castle and they have balls and they have scandal and they're, oh my God, if you love historical fiction and you love reality shows, this is a show for you. I kid you not. I kid you not. They made a historical romance reality show called The Courtship. Look it up. We all got to watch it. Like we have no choice. We yes, have to watch we it. Have no <laughs> we have no choice but to stand. And just so you guys know, for the exact time period, I fondly refer to it as England times. That's the time <laughs> I refer to it as England times. In England times, these things happen. And so we're doing that. And Bridgerton is coming back at the end of March as well. So yes. we will also be keeping an eye on Bridgerton, Lex and I. We may or may not be tweeting about it or like posting about it on the IG stories. Who's to say? Mm-hmm. Depends on where we're at that time. But there's some solid shows coming out. Solid Mm. shows coming out. I'm very into it. I still haven't watched Your Mom, My Dad or My Mom, Your Dad, whatever the show was on. Oh, I haven't watched that either. Oh, my God. John Orgy hosts it. We need to watch that as well. So there's a lot of shows that we're keeping an eye on. We both finished Too Hot to Handle finally so we can start working at other shows like as we get more time. mm -hmm. As we get more time. At like honestly like i'm so happy we took a break because the spring lineup is looking very real there's so much that we want to watch and have to watch like just have to watch so the break was needed but yes we are diving right back into all the tv and the spring light this spring lineup is looking good it's looking good so far i'm not gonna lie like we got a lot we might as well just stay home and just watch everything not go anywhere (laughs) 
stay home and watch TV. So that's what my life is looking like in March. Anyway. <laughs> yes, I feel that entirely. So the one thing that I will say, if you guys want us to stay home and watch TV, y'all got to financially support us though. Like not going to lie. Like y'all got to send us some money because <laughs> if we want to stay home and watch TV and make podcasts for y'all, y'all got to help us. But Cause we, we can't work full time and cover all these shows full time. That's not how this works. Yeah. That's not how that works. I wish I honestly wish I got paid to do this podcast. I do, but we don't. And we need to eat. So if you want to pay for our lunch or something, order us dinner, pay for something so we can order dinner and stay in and binge, that would help us out a lot. Honestly, that would help us out a lot. And I live in Ghana, so your money will go a long way. (laughs) Honestly, I can live in Ghana. I can live off of $20 a week. Isn't that crazy? Kind of. Yeah, I can do that. (laughs) That's crazy. Insane, but it it is facts. It's truth. So here's where we are at now. Like, of course, we want to keep covering great content for you guys. There's a lot happening in Bachelorverse as well. Like, how are we supposed to keep up with all that shit? Apparently something happened Um, on, you know, The Bachelor last night with the shrimp girl being sent home. Girl, I don't know what that's about. And then, oh, so Super Bowl weekend just happened. And... People also got engaged in real life. So one of the football players who played for the Rams, his wife went into labor mid-game. And so when he won the fucking Super Bowl, oh he God. had to go straight to the hospital and meet his newborn child. Oh Can you imagine right? winning the Super Bowl and having your child born on the same day? Wow. Listen, it's mm-hmm. magic. And then it was wow. Valentine's Day yesterday. Day so yesterday, mm-hmm. we're recording this on Tuesday, by the way. Valentine's Day was yesterday. So Simone Biles got engaged yesterday. She Shout did? I didn't see she, that. She did. Oh so happy for her a lot of right a lot of good stuff is happening out there naomi campbell finally posed on the cover of magazine with her baby like naomi campbell did a daughter reveal bro (laughs) oh my god i didn't know that either i was just seeing everybody's valentine's day posts yesterday and i was like wow men really hate me (laughs) because the amount of people I see just getting tons of roses and trips and balloons and designer purses. And I'm like, wow, no man has ever liked me. Good to know. Good to <laughs> <Not> know. <laughs> but Beyonce and Jay-Z went to the Super Bowl. So did Usain Bolt. So did Shansia. Um, who else went to the Super Bowl this year? Like J-Lo and Ben Affleck went to the Super Bowl. A lot of people went to the Super Bowl this year. Oh, Blue Ivy. Our queen Blue Ivy was there with her dad and her mom. At the Super Bowl. So <laughs> Everyone was at Super Bowl. Did you watch the halftime show yet? Have you seen it yet? No, no, girl. I'm in a whole Africa. Like, n- Listen, I do. I, I don't see any Super Bowl content. Like, for real. I barely like, see any Super Bowl content. But I did see that 50... 50- Somebody was like, oh, damn. Like, even 50 Cent, you know, is subject to inflation. Now he looking more like dollar fifty. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, because I guess he apparently he put on weight, but no, it's not. It's not even that he's like unathletic. He's just like thicker. But you yeah, saw that he even bulkier. when he was on power, it's on power. Mm. Like he's rarely ever shirtless. Like you saw him like in, in suits on power. He looks the same. I don't really mm. see the big difference. I guess it's just because if you're remembering, he did the the hang upside down thing, like in the yes. original music video. Mm-hmm. And so fifty mm-hmm. in the original music video versus now are two different body types. That's yes, really what it was. Yes, yes, for sure. For sure. It's been like 20 years, <laughs> almost. So, shit, it's almost been 20 years. Wow. Wow. 
so yeah, I guess that's all that's going on in the world. I'm, okay, I'm gonna go look up that Super Bowl performance because everybody. I've been hearing good things. I've been hearing a lot of good things about it. Yeah, it's in like it's in the it. top ten. It's in the top ten oh, Super wow, Bowl performances really? ever. So for me, mm-hmm. it'd probably be like number six or number seven. So of course, because of course, mm-hmm. Prince Purple Rain up there. Yeah. That's up there. Michael Jackson, 1993, up there. Bruno Mars and Beyonce, that's up there. Beyonce, mm-hmm. Destiny's Child, like up there. I, oh yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yes, like people are talking about. Oh, this is the greatest that. of all time, and I was like, whoa, 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 slow your roll. Prince actually had the rain start falling unexpectedly while performing Purple Rain at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry mm-hmm. that you think like Dr. Dre is better than that, but he is not. He's absolutely <laughs> not. How can you be performing Purple Rain on your purple guitar and all of a sudden it fucking starts, starts raining, raining and the lights mm-hmm. on the stage are already purple and literally looks like purple rain from the people <laughs> at home on the screen like how could you ever try to disrespect prince like that and say that this mm-hmm. one was better like mm-hmm. I, I would if people said it was in the top five i will say yeah but greatest of all time nah bro nah it, it's it was very good it was in my top 10 maybe even in the bottom of my top five but it is not number one <laughs> that, that's what i will say and I don't watch the sports ball, so I have no idea how the game even works. I'm. I, did you know that there was a football game t- during the Mary J. Blige, <laughs> Dog, Dr. Dre, and Eminem concert? Did you know that? That's usually that's usually what it is for me. Like when Destiny's Child performed, I was like, oh my god, there's a Destiny's Child concert. I guess there's this game going on or whatever. But I gotta watch Beyonce. <laughs> that's how it was for me. So and literally anyone. So yeah, and and I worked in sports for seven years. <laughs> And I still don't know how the game works, by the way. Just so you know, I have zero clue how this game works. I don't know. <laughs> if you like it, I love it. Whatever you say. I I don't know. You can. It is possible to work in the sports industry and not know a lick about sports. For all the people out there wondering, it's possible. It's very possible. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that might be it for me. Anything else do we need to talk about or recap or promo or whatever else. <laughs> no, I think that's good overall. Just we're working on setting stuff up. We're getting the merch shop together because merch is going to be happening. I've gotten some positive feedback in the DMs about that. Oh, our questions from oh, last yay. week. We should probably cover those. Oh, while Lex is pulling those up, you guys are excited about the merch. You're excited about the Patreon potentially being a thing. Obviously we're trying to figure out, we don't want to just have a Patreon and you guys don't hear from us from like two months. We're trying to figure out what is easy enough for us to make it work but also like entertaining enough for you to give Mm. us your money like as hard as it sounds that's really what it is like we're offering you more content Mm. we're for a very specific value so we're trying to figure that out i'm actually working on a discord server for all of the content that i work on slash i'm a part of slash create and so i was talking to lex about it and i was like girl it's like one big aol chat room like one big aol chat room that like you can have like different threads about it's pretty much what it is like you would look under like subheadings and your AOL chat rooms like oh it's like teen chat and then in different teen chats you'd have like different things that's exactly what a discord server is oh <laughs> that's what shit. it's like oh it's, exact okay, same okay, shit. Okay, okay, it's just okay. like a chat that room that we funny. were in as kids so yeah trying to figure out a love this chat room fit and they were so good they were so, so good fun. is this a good fit for my podcast brands because you guys know i host monogamish pod as well and it would be a server that like everyone would not necessarily be on like we could have our own bachelorette server but 
if we were going to pour like into one, it would make sense just like to consolidate stuff and make some stuff mm-hmm. hidden from other people. We're just like sign mm-hmm. new roles. This is all deeply techie now. Like Lex is like, girl, I don't yeah. know what you're saying, but okay. I zero clue. <laughs> I'm like, okay, zero you got clue. it. Lex is you like, it. go on, girl. You got this thing. Go ahead. Do that. Yes. Um, I understand but, Patreon. That's about it. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out right now. But if you want to support the podcast at this moment, of course, listening to our episodes, sharing them with your friends and family, rating us, writing reviews for us on various podcast apps like Podchaser, writing reviews on Apple Podcasts, rating us on Spotify. Spotify. Mm-hmm. Those things all matter a lot. We really yes. appreciate that. It makes yes. us more discoverable. I love being yes. discoverable. Thank you. Thank you all for who have so far who have like rated us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you haven't rated us yet, just go ahead and walk on over there, drop five stars. Typical, usual thing. Why would you drop anything less? So go ahead and drop drop your honest review for real. And let us know what you think. And thank you for the people who have already. Like, super appreciate you, especially the ones who took the time to actually write a review. Like, y'all are the real champions here. Y'all are the real ones. So last week we had a poll. Yes. So we asked, how excited are you for Love is Blind? 12% of you said, I'm not watching. (laughs) 24% said, I guess I'll watch it. 47% of you said, can't wait. And 18% of you said injected into my veins right now. I need it. So I'm with this definitely with the 18%. But most of you seem to be excited. So I'm happy that we're covering this and talking about it so you can hear us talk about it. So you can hear us talk about it. And thanks for participating in our poll. And then I asked, what tea did we miss? And nobody said anything. So I guess we didn't miss no tea. So yeah, I guess we covered everything. Let's see. Of course, it was Valentine's Day. So all the couples are posting their very sweet Valentine's Day posts. Matt James and Racist Rachel still together. Becca and Thomas still the cutest bitches on the block. Katie and John, they're still together. Who cares? DJ finally, Damar, aka DJ, finally announced his relationship officially with his girlfriend. Oh my God. She white. She white. But she had posted about it previously and he had made a post about her before and then deleted it or archived it. Who's to say? But he officially did the announcement yesterday. Uh, So there's some solid Bachelor Nation couples. Oh, JoJo and Jordan. Remember, we talked about them potentially hosting a Bachelor Nation show. Turns out, of course, they're hosting a show for TBS about divorced people on an island watching their exes date people like to their face. Oh, Oh, is that Temptation Island? No, the Big D or like the oh, divorce. Yeah, 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 yeah. The trailer for that dropped. Looks interesting. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it, but I will definitely keep an eye on yeah. it. Once it drops yeah. in the summertime, though, it's a summertime show. So I figure it might air competingly with VIP or like around the similar time as Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even mm-hmm. before. Who knows? Oh, actually, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that might be... So that's all that news. I don't know if there's anything else that we need to talk about. We'll probably just continue watching Love is Blind and doing live recaps and tweeting about it. And then, but we'll talk about it next week. So look out for that. And I'm excited to dive into to episode three. Since Jen already watched the first five minutes, I'm like, damn, bitch, all right, I gotta watch the first five minutes too. <laughs> You're like, you can't leave me out. You can't leave me behind. We exactly. Both have to watch the show. <laughs> exactly. 
ridiculous. No, we will get to watching it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch. We're going to, of course, recap, of course, and do our things. But can't wait to share this with you. Thanks again for everyone who supports us using the Anchor support feature. Shout out to y'all. Anchor.fm slash Blash Just press the support button and you can support us for as low as 99 cents a month. We have a couple supporters on there and we love you guys so much. Shout out to y'all for being the real MVPs. Yes. Shout out to y'all. Y'all are the best. And that's it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Shout yep. out to you. That's all I have for today. So once again, I'm Jen, she's Lex, and we are the Blatchelorettes. Catch you next time for another super juicy, super long episode. 